for today's GeoQuiz. Gaze up at London skyline. We're looking at a glassy triangular building that rises up more than 1,000 feet. That's enough to make it the tallest building in the European Union. The architect says he was inspired by the Venetian painter Canaletto and the masts of clipper ships. People generally love it or hate it. It basically looks like a, a giant needle. It's on top of uh, London Bridge, right at the end of the south side of London Bridge. It's a giant glass shard. It's completely smooth on the sides, and anywhere you are in the city, almost anywhere, you can see it. So can you name this glass tower that rises up over the Thames? We'll get the view from the top and reveal the answer later in the show. To answer our GeoQuiz today, we're going to turn to an expert on places. Bradley Garrett is a cultural geographer, and he blogs about what he calls place hacking. So, Bradley, the answer to our GeoQuiz today is one of Europe's tallest buildings at 1,017 feet. Do you know it? Uh, The answer is, of course, the Shard. The Shard. It is the tallest building in the European Union. It's in London. Did you climb it? I did. Yeah, I climbed it uh, three times. Can you tell us why you climbed it? I should probably start by saying that uh, I've spent the past three years uh, climbing skyscrapers all over London as they've been going up. And when we saw that the Shard was under construction, we knew we had to climb it. So we waited until it actually became the highest building in the European Union. And, uh, you know, we snuck in there in the middle of the night and climbed up. We posted some stunning photos taken from the top of London's unfinished Shard Tower at theworld.org. What was it like leaning out over the scaffolding and looking down below? Uh, it was absolutely spectacular. And, of course, that, that, that's the answer to your last question about why we did it. Uh, you know, the views that you get from the top of the Shard, they're like nothing else. It's, it's so high. You know, you're up there floating in the clouds, just floating in the mist. And you can't actually hear the city down below. You can't see anything moving, no buses, no cars. It just just looks like a giant circuit board. And uh, when we got up there, we actually found that the, the crane cab was open, so I could sit down in the driver's seat of the crane. And uh, that was that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Did you start kind of turning it around? Did somebody leave the keys? I hope not. <laughs> no, no, we didn't attempt to build the shard. <laughs> it's not just about the views, though, is it? I mean, for you, uh, you've got a philosophy behind what's known as place hacking. What is the idea? You know, the reasons that people explore hidden places in the city, uh, they vary from person to person. So I can't claim to speak for the community. But for me, I feel like, you know, there's increasingly less and less public space and space that's accessible, especially for creative and artistic practice. That's especially the case in London, where we've got, you know, a heavily monitored, surveilled and and controlled urban environment. And so... um, Essentially, by doing urban exploration and and going into places that we're not supposed to be, uh, we're subverting that a bit. And by bringing back documentation from those places, we're able to share those experiences and hopefully, you know, encourage other people to uh, to creatively engage with their city. Maybe not in in as drastic a way as we do, but you know, in whatever way they they find they want to. You call place hacking a creative and artistic practice. Uh, some people call it trespassing. Yeah, I mean, uh, by nature, what we do is trespass. Uh, you know, one of the terms that we use to refer to what we do is is recreational trespass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in England, uh, trespass is actually a civil offense. It's it's not a criminal offense unless you're on the railways. And I would I would hope that most people would see it as um, as beneficial. You know, that we take the opportunity to go into these places and and get these photos, bring them back, and and share them. 
Now, I remember when Philippe Petit crossed the World Trade Centers years ago, the New York City police arrested him, and then they let him go with, a, I think, a fine, a dollar for every floor that he uh, that the World Trades were, something like that. It was a minor fine. Did you get fined? Did you get ticketed? Yeah, Philippe Petit is one of our heroes. We absolutely love him. Um, and he's one of our inspirations for doing what we do, although we're, we're nowhere near as daring as him. Well, I've, I've been caught a couple of times, and for the most part, uh, you know, once the police realize that we just have cameras and we're not there, you know, stealing metal out of the site or, you know, we don't have spray cans. They usually just have a laugh and send us on our way. Bradley, what are your future goals? Any buildings you'd really like to take on? There are a lot of buildings we'd like to do. Um, We've done some skyscrapers in Chicago and Minneapolis and started venturing into Europe as well. So we've, we've got a number of cities lined up we'll be visiting. What do you think accounts for place hacking and parkour, which is this kind of urban gymnastics almost, the planking that's going on? Everybody seems to be in touch with solid ground these days. I really think it's about our relationship to space. And here the the geography in me is going to come out, especially urban space. It really feels like it's constricting right now. You know, you're constantly told where you can go and where you can't go and told that you can't take photographs and, you know, you're constantly under surveillance. And so I think that um, it causes a particular type of angst that, that bubbles up in different ways in the population. And, and I think that's where parkour, free running, graffiti, street art to an extent, and urban exploration, you know, that all, that all comes out of the same thing, skateboarding as well. You know, it's, it's, about, it's about reappropriating the environment on our own terms. Bradley, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. Cultural geographer Bradley Garrett spoke to us from ground level in London. Ever imagine standing on the 76th floor looking down 1,000 feet? You've got to check out his pictures from the top of the shard. We have a slideshow at theworld.org. Our texting game winners are on top of the world today. Jonah in Oakland, Tennille in Seattle, and Tracy in St. Louis. Now, if you have a minute, why not put your smartphone to good use? Text GEOQUIZ, one word, to 69866.